the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Praise the Lord and welcome to the program. You are listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour. I'm your host, Sam Nicholas, and I'll be with you for the next hour. This is a live show, so we encourage you to call in tonight with your prayer requests. We encourage you to call in tonight with your Bible questions, with your testimonies and praise reports. But before we do anything, let's pray. Let's seek the Lord for his power, for his strength, for his will, for his blessing. Father, I just come before you, and I pray that the listeners are praying with me right now, that they're praying for me, but most important, Lord, that you would hear this prayer, Lord, that you would hear us, Lord, as we call out to you tonight for your wisdom, for your truth, for your power, for your strength, for your healing, Lord, and most of all, that your purpose, that your will would be accomplished in this next hour, Lord, that the listeners would be blessed, Lord, with an experience of who you are. Lord, that we would just feel and know the power of a mighty and awesome God. Lord, as your word goes through these airwaves, Lord, I just pray that you would use it. As the prayers go through these airwaves, Lord, I pray that you would hear each and every prayer request and that you would answer each and every prayer. Father, we just take this time, Lord, to to dedicate this next hour for your purpose, for your plan, for your will, and most of all, for your glory. Lord, that your name would be honored and that you would be glorified that your power would be known, and that your power would be seen, Lord, felt and understood in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord again. Uh, Welcome to the program. You are listening to the Gypsy Christian Hour, and I'm your host, Sam Nicholas. We'll be here for the next hour uh, on the air, live on the air here in in our uh, uh, station, here in the studio here in, in, in Glendale, California. We'll be here for the next hour taking your calls, talking about the Bible, praying for your prayer requests. So if you have a prayer request, if there's something that you want to pray about, if there's something you want to bring before the Lord, if there's a situation, a circumstance in your life that you just are desperate to get before the Lord and just put it in his hands and let him work things out. You know, God causes all things to work together for good, for those who love him and for those who are called according to his purpose. That's his word. That's his promise. That's what he says. So no matter what the world says, no matter what your situation says, no, what, no matter what the doctors say or, 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 or the bank or whatever, we want to bring those situations under the hand of God. And you do that by picking up the phone and dialing 888-995-5552. That's 
888-528-5552 for the live on-the-air calls. That's the number you call if you want to reach out and say, pray for me. Sammy, pray. Listeners, pray. Let's bring this before the Lord. Let's stand in the gap for those that we know that are suffering, for those that we know that have cancer or heart disease or in the hospital or, or sick or, or suffering. Let's pray about your situation, whatever's going on in your life, in the life of your loved ones. Like I said, let's stand in the gap and bring it before the Lord. The Bible tells us in Philippians, the fourth chapter, the sixth verse, be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then here's the results. And the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. You don't have to be anxious. You don't have to be wondering. You don't have to uh, uh, be worrying about your situation. You can be doing something about it. And even if the world says there's nothing you can do about it, we know that we can bring it before the Lord. We know that there is a God in heaven who loves us, who hears us, and who answers our prayers. He says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, through prayer and supplication, bring your requests to God, and he'll take care of it. You can rest in the peace of God. You can rest in the power of God. You can rest in the will of God, which surpasses all comprehension, and he will guide your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, because you will know then that whatever your situation is, whatever your circumstances is, it's in the throne room of God. You brought it there. You let, you let the Lord know that you're relying on him, that you're trusting in him for your need, for your desire, for your healing. So call in tonight. If you need prayer, if you know somebody who needs prayer, I encourage you, call in. Get your calls in early. The number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. That's one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. How about this? Is there a question on your mind tonight? Are you wondering about a Bible scripture? Are you wondering about a doctrine? Are you wondering about a preaching that you've heard or a teaching? Are you wondering about a circumstance, a situation that's come up? What does the Bible say? What does the Word of God say? What are your doubts? What are your uh, questions? Maybe you have a a, a question on Bible doctrine or uh, theology about the cults, the occult. You know, earlier today I was talking about Buddhism, and we were talking about you know how people can get involved in 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 in, in this type of religion that really offers nothing. There's nothing about Buddhism that makes sense. So if you have a question tonight. If you have a prayer request, call in. The number is one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. That's one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two. We're going to get to our calls in just a second. So Jeremiah, Eric, uh, uh, Rudy, uh, or Ruby. Uh, I'm not sure who who it is. Ruby or Rudy. Just hold on, and we'll get to your calls in just a second. We'll get to all the calls. Uh, when you call one eight 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 nine nine five 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 two, just want to make a couple of announcements and uh, let you know that we get together every Friday night for prayer and for worship. So, if you're looking for some something to do, somewhere to be, what better place to be than in church? What better place to be than in the Lord's presence, seeking Him in prayer and in worship? 
It's a prayer meeting. It's a worship meeting. It's a meeting that we get together to, to, to gather around his word. So if you'd like, come out and visit. Come out to uh, LHFC Church on Friday nights at 8 o'clock. We get together every Friday night at 8 p.m. Uh, for prayer, for worship, just to get before the Lord and get into his word. You know, we've been doing a, a study in the Gospel of Mark, and next week we'll be into the 13th uh, chapter. We're almost finished in the Gospel of Mark, and we'll be starting, hopefully, a new study in the coming weeks. But come on out. Come out and worship with us. Come out and fellowship with us. Come out and be a part of what's going on on Friday nights in Arcadia. The address is 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. That's 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia. It's really easy to get to. Just take the 210 freeway uh, into the Arcadia area. Santa Anita Avenue is where you get off. Go north on Santa Anita Avenue one block. Go to Foothill Boulevard. Make a, a right. Go one more block to 1st Avenue. Make another right. And you'll see us at 805 North 1st Avenue. It's at right at the corner of Forest and First. So like I said, if you're looking for somewhere to visit or come and be a part of the worship, come and be a part of the Word, come on out at, on Friday nights at 805 North 1st Avenue, 8 p.m. on Friday nights. We also get together for church Sunday morning with Pastor Walter Hofflin at the Hills Church. Same address, 805 North 1st Avenue. So if you're looking for a church to visit or a church to make your home, come on out to 805 North 1st Avenue in the city of Arcadia at 10 a.m. Sunday mornings. So those are our announcements about our meetings. I also want to remind you that we're on podcast. So if you go to kkla.com slash podcast, you'll see us and you'll be able to catch up uh, with the previous programs. You'll be able to hear our latest programs. You'll be able to share this this program with somebody else. Let somebody know about the Gypsy Christian Hour. Let somebody know about what's going on, uh, the teaching and the prayers. So get on podcast. That's kkla.com slash podcast to be a part of the the previous shows, to listen, to catch up, or to share the program. And also you can download the KKLA app and be able to access everything that's on KKLA. So go to your uh, iTunes store or Google Play and you'll be able to download the free KKLA app, and you'll be able to hear, uh, listen live to the programs that are going on, uh, catch up with other programs, this program and other programs on the podcast, and see what's uh, going on here at KKLA. There's a lot of good stuff, a lot of good teaching. So again, that's kkla.com slash podcast for our podcast page, and you can go to your Google Play or iTunes to download the free app. With that, we're going to go to our first caller. Uh, and if you'd like to call in tonight, call in tonight at one 995 5552 That's one 995 5552 Let's go to our first caller and talk to Eric. Hi, Eric. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Hi, Sam. Sam, what is the armor of God? Do I put on the armor of God so uh, these demons will flee? Or do I submit to God and resist the devil? Well, the Bible tells us to do both. The Bible says to, to resist the devil, and he must flee. You know, we and greater okay. is he that is in us than he who is in the world. So, you know, okay. we resist the devil. We stand up to the fiery darts of the devil by putting on the armor of God. 
you know, the armor of God in uh, Ephesians, the sixth chapter, it says, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might, put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. So there is the armor of God. It's not literal. It's spiritual. This is spiritual armor. You know, and we put on uh, the, uh, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the, the belt of truth. Uh, we put on the, 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 the sandals or the shoes of the, the gospel of Jesus Christ. We have the oh. shield of faith and the sword of the word of God. You know, and these are all qualities. These are all characteristics of the Holy Spirit that that, li- that lives in us. And as we live oh. in righteousness, as we live in holiness, that protects. That's like a breastplate that protects our vital organs. If we're wearing the the, if we have the knowledge and the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, that protects our mind, protects our our our, our thinking. So it's it's a it's a metaphor for living according to the Holy Spirit living filled uh, and inspired by the Holy Spirit, letting the Holy Spirit uh, lead you and guide you, Eric. So, you know, I would, no, I, I would encourage you I would encourage you to read Ephesians, you know, 6, uh, 10, yeah. uh, through the end of the chapter, and it gives you all the, the understanding of what it means to put on the right, to put on the armor of God, which protects us. And, you know, with all, he says, with all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the Spirit, uh, with this view. So we're to be in prayer. You know, the Bible doesn't tell us to fight against the enemy. It doesn't tell us to fight against Satan. He tells us to stand firm, to stand up. And what do you stand up for? You stand up for your, you stand up for the, for the word of God. You stand up for the truth. You stand up in righteousness and in holiness. It's not our righteousness and holiness that we stand in. It's the righteousness and holiness of Jesus Christ that we stand in. Okay, Eric? Also, if the church church prays for me, will these demons flee or no? What do you mean? We prayed, you know, if the, the demon, church demons... For, if, I, if I tell the church to pray for me, will these demons flee or no? Well, when we pray and we ask the Lord to to protect us against demons, you know, we have his protection. You already have his protection. You know, you don't, yeah. you know, we, we need to pray at all times, of course, and we ask the church to pray, we ask people to pray for us, but you have the Holy Spirit living in you, Eric, and these demons can do nothing to you. They can, they can't, they can't, they cannot harm you. You know, and we're never free from temptation. If you're talking about temptation and, and thoughts that uh, of temptation, you know, we're never going to be free from temptation. We can be free from the power of temptation when we don't give in to temptation. As we build our lives, as we build our lives, being led by the Spirit, being empowered by the Spirit, we. Uh, can be free from the power of temptation, but will always be tempted. Uh, he'll always try and tempt us. You know, when uh, when Jesus was led out into the wilderness for forty days and he was tempted by Satan, he defeated yeah. Satan every time uh, Satan tried to tempt him. But then, what does the scripture say? Afterwards, the the enemy left him for a more opportune time. It was like, okay, you won this time, but I'll be back. You know, when when you're at your weakest. When, when I can uh, try and tempt you again, I'll be back. So we're always uh, going to be tempted to do one thing or another uh, against the will of God. But it's up to us to rely on the Holy Spirit that we already have living in us. He okay. is our power. He's our strength. So yeah. we resist the devil and he flees. 
And these demons cannot oppress me, right? They cannot oppress you. They cannot uh, in, uh, make you do anything. They can't harm you. You know, they can try and influence you. They can try and tempt you. But that's the limit of their power. Okay. Okay, Eric. Thank you, Sam. God Thank bless you. you. God bless. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night. Let's go back to our phone lines. But if you'd like to call in tonight, the number is one 888 for your prayer requests, your Bible questions, testimonies, and praise reports. That's 888-995-5552. Let's talk to Jeremiah. Hi, Jeremiah. You're on the air. Hey, Sammy. How you been? Doing okay. Doing okay, Jeremiah. How you doing? How can we pray for you tonight? Uh, yes. Uh, you don't want any prayer for God. It's so uh, blessed me with a house. I almost rented one house, but uh-huh. the, the guy Joe looked crazy and like he wanted to chill on me. You know, his wife told my mother leave your purse in the front, and she wanted to hold my mother's purse a couple times. And you know what that is? Yeah. You know, that's not, that, that's, me, so that's God never, gives us a feeling it was bad people, yeah. so, so thank never, God we didn't run from them. Uh, what else? Uh, my cousin Ricky, remember when I told her to pray for him, he did the surgery, he's uh-huh. doing okay, he got out of the hospital, and hopefully he'll be cancer-free very soon. Amen. Praise the Lord. If, we, if you could pray for him, and just pray for everybody to get off of Daba, and you know we're almost two months in Christmas, could you believe it? Yeah, I can believe it. And if we could pray... And if we could pray for 2018, for everything to go good, and Amen. God to bless the new year coming up. Amen. And no more tragedies, and no more nothing. First of all, under Jeremiah, a safe place to live, that they would be able to prosper, that they would able be able to, to live in your prosperity, Lord, in your will, in your purpose. So I just pray, Lord, that you would have an abundant blessing ready for, for Jeremiah and his mom, Lord, as they look, as they seek, Lord, that they would find, that they would find your will, your purpose, your ordained place for them to live. We pray for Ricky, we thank you for the surgery, we thank you, Mugodad, for for uh, the help that he's getting from doctors and from hospitals, Mugodad, but we look to the hills where our help truly comes from. Our help comes from the Lord. You are our help, Mugodad. You are our, 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 our healer. So I just pray for Ricky's healing, Lord, that he would be cancer-free, and that we would hear good news, Mugodad. And as Jeremiah was saying, Mugodad, we pray for the freedom from addiction, Lord, freedom from drugs, freedom from whatever is keeping people from you, Mugodad. Lord, whatever, however the, the enemy has them chained to addiction, Lord, whatever that addiction is, Lord, whether it's drugs or or, or drinking, or gambling, or pornography, Mugodad, I just pray, Lord, that you would free your people, that you would free the world from addiction, Lord. And I pray, Lord, for the coming new year, as Jeremiah was saying, our hope is in you, Lord, and our hope is for a, a, a 2018 that is free from calamity, free from disaster, Lord, that you would just bless 2018 with your abundant blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. God bless you, Sammy. God bless you, Jeremiah. Good night. Let's go to our next call, and we're going to talk to Ruby. Hi, Ruby, you're on the air. Hello? Are you there? Uh, Okay, let's put them on hold, and let's go back to the phone lines and talk to Dian. Is it Dian? Yes, Dian. Hi, Deanne. How are you doing? Hello. Fine. God bless you. I called like three weeks ago for prayer, 
and they got answer for my daughter. She got a car. Oh, praise but the now, Lord. Now I got another problem that I'm really worried. My son went to jail like a week ago because mm-hmm. he was drunk driving, third DUI, and the police called his girlfriend that he flew out of the car. They took him to a hospital. And I'm grateful he didn't get hurt, like, to die or something. He's right. okay. And I'm afraid now because they want to keep him for long, but they said he goes to court October 16th, that mm. the judge has a heart, and they let him free. And from there, he learns his lesson and protection in jail because um, it's kind of, like, not good in a county jail. My son Rudy's in jail. Right. What's uh, your son's name? Rudy Hernandez. Rudy. Rudy. Well, that he gets saved in there by someone, too. Amen. Father, we pray for Rudy. Lord, we just bring him before you. And the first thing that we ask, Lord, is that you would touch his heart, that you would reveal yourself to him in a mighty way, Lord, and that he would receive the salvation of Jesus Christ, that he would receive Jesus as his Lord and Savior, that he would be so moved by the power of your Spirit, that he would be so moved by the power of your Word, Lord, that he would surrender his life to you, Lord, and that he would... Be delivered from drinking, Lord, from alcohol, from the influences of the world, and that he would be influenced only by your Holy Spirit, that he would be led and guided, Lord, into your righteousness, into your holiness, into your sanctifying work. So I just pray, Lord, a sanctification upon his life, Lord, a a, a born-again experience that he would have. Use who you would use, Lord. Holy Spirit, have your way in Rudy's life. And, Father, we just pray, Lord, that he would be delivered, Lord, again, from this problem of drinking and that, Lord, he would learn his lesson about drunk driving, about driving under the influence, and that you would free him, Lord, and that he would be free to live according to your word, according to your will. Father, I just pray that your will would be accomplished in his life, Lord, whatever uh, uh, court proceedings goes on, Father. I just pray, Lord, that you would move in your will, and have your way, Lord, and do what you desire to do, because we know, Lord, that you love Rudy. We know, Lord, that you died for him, that you sent Jesus Christ to suffer on the cross for him, Lord. So I just pray, Father, that your will would be done in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. Amen. God bless you, and thank you for your ministry. God, I, I really find it joyful. Thank you, dear. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Good night. We also have a, a message from uh, Emmanuel from Laverne. She wants prayer for deliverance. So, Father, we just come before you for Emmanuel. You know, the word Emmanuel means, the name Emmanuel means God with us. And I pray that you would be with her, Lord, or with him. Whether male or female, Lord, you know. You know what's going on in this person's life. And you know what they need deliverance from, Lord. Whether it's spiritual deliverance, physical deliverance, financial deliverance, Whatever the, whatever's going on, I just pray your power would be poured out upon Emmanuel. Lord, your power would be poured out upon this child of God, this creation that you created and that you suffered for and died for on the cross. I pray for deliverance. I pray for power in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm gonna try, I don't know if uh, uh, Ruby is back on the line. But we're going to try here again. Hello, are you there? Hello, hey. Yes, I'm right here. God bless you. God bless you, Ruby. I'm glad we can get well, to your call. How can we help you? 
Well, thank you. As you guys already helped by listening to what you guys talk about, this is my first time calling, and I love it. I just feel uh, overly blessed just by listening to your scriptures and everything else. Well, thank you. Um, I ask for, um, you know, I, I ask for some type of message, some type of freedom of, uh, from my the, my situation with my husband. He's not. He's not participating in, in, in our in our family, and mm-hmm. he comes home and he's like beat up or drunk, or I mean, he doesn't talk to me. And I ask for some deliverance. We're Christian, me and my daughter are Christian. Mm-hmm. It seems like he's not. He's just he's just a darkened, and he's very mean. And I just ask God. You know, we got married for a reason, so I don't even talk to him anymore. And he's in the living room. Uh-huh. I ask for some miracle. I ask Lori. Well, Ruby, uh, let me ask you: Is he violent towards you, or your, or your family, your children? Does, does yeah, he strike you, or does he hit you, or is there physical just, violence involved? It just seems like, like he's just—he seems like he has a lot of demons in him, and he can really do something. But the question I'm asking you: Is he physically violent towards you or your family? When he's when he drinks, sometimes he was. Now I just stay away from him. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, that wasn't good. Yeah, I already called before the cops. But that, have you ever called? Have you ever yes. called the, the the police or? or... Yes. yes, I did, and he, he went to jail, but he came back it's the same thing. So, it's some spiritual warfare that's going on here. It's spiritual warfare, and it's you know it's a warfare against his drinking, and there's a there's an underlying problem. Yeah, you know, he, he, with, with his anger, he has anger yeah. issues. He has yeah. a drinking problem, and when he drinks, the anger is 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 more easily uh, 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 visible because it comes out more easily. And he, you know, he it's just it's just a major problem, and I'm I'm concerned for your for your safety. You know, you watches, have. I don't know if this is part of the importance, but he all the time he watches pure murders, and murders, and murder. Like I just can't deal with that. Well, that's that's definitely a red flag if he's watching. Oh murders and then he's violent you know it's just a matter of time uh you know before he does something that uh that that could be possibly you know very bad for you or 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 your or your children and i'm just worried about that 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 you need to take more uh more action you know there's there's times when you need to get out of that environment when you need to get out of where you're at and yeah. be totally separated from this person where he can't hurt you, you know. Yeah, it was supposed to be that way, but I, I thought I, I took him in and tried to see if he'll work out. But so, why are you still with this man if he's violent, if he drinks, and he doesn't talk and nothing? He doesn't leave. He's mm-hmm. I just sort of just I, I built this, and I now I have to dismember it. When I don't know, and I tried to do the rebuking in the name of Jesus. I mean. But it, I mean, it just seems like nothing's happening, but it, it really does have work, the word, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I keep on speaking the word, and he just looks at me. I see the enemy inside of him, and I rebuke it, and I rebuke it, and he smiles like, like nothing's happening. Yeah. But, but well, if I there's believe. nothing, if, if he's not willing to change, and he's not willing to, to be accountable or to try and help himself, then sometimes the... Uh, Circumstances dictate that you have to take action to protect yourself I, in I, some way. I, I, I know. You know, you need to. You need to. I believe the best thing, you know, is prayer, of course, and also that you would get some godly counseling and see if there's something more that you could do. Uh, 
to help to help your husband deal with his issues, to deal with his problems, well, because he definitely has some issues and problems. Oh yeah. So yeah, let's definitely. let's pray, Father. We come before you, Lord. And Lord, first of all, I'm going to ask your protection upon Ruby and her family. Lord, from any influence of the enemy, Lord, that you would come upon this man and yet you would, Lord, that you would convict him in such a way, Lord, about his drinking. Lord, that that he would hit rock bottom, Lord, and that he would seek help, Lord, whether it's Alcoholics Anonymous, whether it's through his pastor, through a counselor, Lord, through addiction specialist, Lord. I just pray, Father, that you would work something out in this man's life, Lord, to where he could get help and that he could be delivered from this drinking problem, from this anger problem, that he would deal with his issues, Lord, that he would deal with these circumstances. And I pray your protection upon Ruby and her family, Lord, and I pray that you would give her wisdom, Father, and that she would seek help for herself. She's the only one, Lord, that can seek help to help herself, Lord. We're seeking your help. We're seeking your power. Right now as we pray, Lord, I pray that you would lead her, that you would guide her, that you would give her wisdom, understanding and knowledge, Father, where to go and what to do and how to best deal with this situation, Father, because it can't be left alone. If it's left alone, it's only going to get worse and worse. And the outcome, Father, could be catastrophe. So I pray, Lord, that you would block all of that, that you would change all of that, Lord, that you would bring good out of this, Father, that you would bring this man's salvation and deliverance out of the situation, and that you would restore this marriage, restore this life, Lord. Lord, where there's nothing, Lord, you bring, you bring something out of nothing. You're able to create out of nothing, Lord. And I, t- I pray that you would take this marriage, Lord, that seems it's like it's become nothing, and build it again, Lord. Restore it again. But do it, Lord, in a way, Father, that is glorifying to your name, that shows your power and your strength. Again, I pray protection over Ruby and her family, and I pray deliverance for this man in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Ruby, I want to encourage you so much to reach out, to reach out to your pastor, reach out to the authorities, reach out to a, a Christian counselor, and get good, godly counseling as to what's next there are women's shelters there's family shelters where you can go to be safe where you can be out of the environment of 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 danger of 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 physical violence you and you know there's things you can do to help yourself you know as god leads you okay in the name of jesus amen in the name of jesus we have victory amen amen god bless you good night And if you'd like to call in tonight, uh, we're about halfway through the program. We're more than halfway through the program, so I encourage you to call in uh, quickly so you can get to your call. The number is 1-888-995-5552. We want to pray for Burren, who has a prayer request going to, has a court case against family member. So, Father, I don't know what's going on, but you do. I pray for Burren and whatever's going on, Father, that you would work it all out according to your purpose according to your plan for their life lord <clears throat> that in this court case lord that lord whatever is according to your will would happen that you would work out all things for good according to your purpose according to your glory according to your desire in jesus name amen let's go back to our phone lines and talk to marion 
Hi, Marion. You're on the air. How can we help you tonight? Good evening, Pastor. Good, good. How are you tonight? Doing well, thank you. Good. I have a, I have a prayer request. Uh, I have a friend who is a Christian, powerful Christian uh-huh. uh, brother of mine, and he's a powerful preacher, street preacher. He's preaching in the in the street the gospel of uh, of Jesus Christ in these last days. Right. And he's he's anointed by the power of the Holy Spirit, and he has his wife. His wife's name, the, the preacher's name is Dean, and his wife's name is Sai. And they're about to fly tomorrow to Thailand, because his wife is from Thailand, so they're flying to visit the family, her mm-hmm. family, for about a month, until October, the last day of October. And he's taking along with him a thousand, thousand gospel tracts translated to Thai language, right. and they are going to preach the gospel to the lost souls, so I pray that you please actually I would like you to pray over him and to to, to that the Lord will use him powerfully and protect Amen. him and also also he also mentioned that there is going to be a powerful storms and thunders and the, the weather will be bad the whole month of October so if you could please pray for him and the Lord use him powerfully and even Amen. have to con- control over the weather too well, Lord we just pray for this pastor and his wife Father, we pray that you would watch over them, that you would take them safely, Lord, to Thailand, that you would take them safely, Lord, to the countries, to the people that you want him to reach. Lord, that you would use these Bible tracts, Lord, to reach out to people and bring them to the to the cross, bring them to the knowledge of who Jesus is, and bring them to a place, Lord, where they can receive salvation. I pray that you would use this man and his wife in a powerful way, Lord, Lord, that you would use him as a missionary, Lord, as he goes out, Lord, to preach the gospel and to share your word, to share your love. Father, I pray for good weather. I pray, Lord, that you would just calm the storms as you did on the Sea of Galilee, Lord. You spoke to the wind and it stopped. You rebuked the, the waves and they stopped. You, you you spoke to the storm and the storm was gone. So I just pray, Lord, that you would protect, that you would oversee, and that you would glorify your name through this pastor and his wife, and that many would come to the knowledge of who Jesus is, and that salvation would come to Thailand in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen, in Jesus' glorious name. Thank amen. you very much, Pastor. God bless you. Thanks for the God call. God bless you, too. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Let's go to one more call, and we'll talk to Dave. Hi, Dave. I understand you have a question. Hi, yeah. <clears throat> I'm just uh, calling in to see if you guys can give me some tips on uh, evangelizing. Okay. Yeah, I seem to have a lot of uh, family and friends who don't know the great war, the great word, and the great Lord, and I'm just trying to, you know, get some tips to help bring more people. Well, here's here's the thing: you need to know the word, but no matter yeah. but no matter how much of the word you know, you can always share your story. You can always share, you know, how much the Lord means to you, how the Lord has blessed you, how you came to the Lord how you came to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. You know, you use your testimony as to what the Lord did for you in your evangelizing. You know, you 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 you, you find opportunity you see opportunities to talk about the Lord, to talk about what he's done in your life and how he's changed you and what he's done for you. But it's also the best thing, you know, again, is knowing the word and being able to share the word and being able to to answer people's questions, and you know, I, I find that listening to people as they speak, when you know, as they speak, 
you, you get a good feel for where they're at, for, for, for what they're going through, and you're able, you're able to, to incorporate the Word of God into the conversation, and you comfort them by knowing the Word and being able to share the Word with them, and you're able to evangelize in that way. You know, you look at the, the book of Acts, and you see how differently Peter preached from maybe Philip, or uh, you see the experiences of, of Paul and how he preached but the main thing is to know the word, to share the word, and also share what the Lord has done for you and how you came to the Lord. Does that make sense, Dave? Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, honestly. Yeah. So I would get I would get rooted and grounded in God's word because as you evangelize, as you share your faith, they're going to ask you know people are going to start asking you questions, and we need to have the answers. You know, we need to be able to to not only tell them what we believe but why we believe what we believe and what's the evidence for for my faith what's the evidence for the bible you know the bible tells us to be to be ready to give an answer for the faith that lies within us once given for all the saints in gentleness and in respect we always want to be gentle and respectful to the people we're we're we're, we're trying to reach because we want to build bridges you understand what I mean? It's not just making a point or winning an argument. It's being able to bring them to the Lord, bring them to Christ, and, and reveal the power of God you know, to them through what we've been through and how we came to the Lord. Amen? Sorry? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, that makes a lot of sense. You know, you, you, <clears throat> you're building the bridges with people. You don't, you don't want to make people feel bad that they don't have the Lord. You want to make people... Yep. But you know that they might have it. Yeah, as you as you know, the, the Bible is an offense. We don't have to add to the offense. You know, people are going to get convicted. They're going to get uh, uh, maybe upset at the word, but because the word convicts and reveals our sin and reveals our need for a savior. And like I said, the the, the word of God is an offense. We don't have to add to the offense by our attitude or how we share it. We want to share it in love and uh, and in grace. The same way we received it, we want them to receive it. Amen? Yes. Okay. Well, I think, uh, and again, read the Word. Read the Bible. You know, get, get, get rooted and grounded in God's Word and what He says, and you'll be able to share that with others. Now, yeah. uh, can I ask one more question? Sure, go ahead. Now, uh, how would you say uh, would be good, like maybe uh, quotes or something, uh, from the Bible to help someone who follows the the prideful liar. Follows what? The prideful liar. The prideful liar. Yeah, the one who fell. Well, oh, okay. He follows. He follows the enemy. You know, I would. I, you know, I the quote that I like the one of the, the the quotes I like the most is John seventeen three. That's Jesus says, and this is eternal life to know the one true God and Jesus Christ, whom he has sent. You know, Jesus said that this is eternal life, to have a relationship with God. You know, relig- you know, Christianity is not a religion of do's and don'ts. Christianity is not a religion at all. Christianity is a relationship, a relationship with God the Father through Jesus Christ in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what Christianity is all about. And Jesus said to himself, this is eternal life, to know the one true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. 
You know, again, John 3.16 is a great quote. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. And then there's Ephesians 2.8 and 9 that says uh, we are saved by grace uh, uh, through faith. And this not of ourselves, it is a free gift of God that no man should boast. You know, so we are saved by God's grace, his forgiveness, his love, his mercy. And it's not something we can earn. It's not something we can work for. It's something that is freely given to us through the work of Jesus Christ on the cross and the power of his resurrection. So, you know, uh, Christianity is not a, a, a work for religion. It's not something that you can work for. It's not something you can be good enough for. Uh, it's something that we are given through the love and, 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 and mercy of Jesus Christ. It's something that's given us through a relationship with the Father, through the Son. And, and it's something that we receive because of his love, for God so loved the world. So those are good scriptures to, to be able to share. So I would encourage you, John seventeen three, John 3.16, and Ephesians 2.8 and 9. That was a good, that's a good place to start. All right, thank you very much, Pastor. Bless you so much. God bless you. Nice talking to you, Dave. Have a great night. You too. Amen. Well, those are our phone calls for tonight, and we're going to get into our message for tonight also. You know, we've been studying the Gospel of of Mark, and we're, we're tonight we're in the 12th chapter. And I've subtitled this uh, Mark, well, Mark chapter 12 that you know, Jesus confounds the Pharisees. And again, Jesus is here speaking to the crowds. He's speaking to the Pharisees, the Sadducees, and he's, and he's teaching them parables. And says he began to speak to them in parables. And he says, a man planted a vineyard and put a wall around it and dug a vat under the winepress and built a tower. And he rented it out to vine growers and went on a journey. At the harvest time, he sent a slave to the vine growers in order to receive some of the produce of the vineyard from the vine growers. They took him, and they beat him, and they sent him away empty-handed. Again, he sent them another slave, and they wounded him in the head and treated him shamefully. And he sent another, and that one they killed. And so with many others, beating some and killing others. He had one more to send, a beloved son. He sent him last of all to them, saying, They will respect my son. But those vine growers said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. They took him and killed him and threw him out of the vineyard. What will the owner of the vineyard do? Jesus is posing a question. He will come and destroy the vine growers and will give the vineyard to others. So Jesus is, is teaching them through a parable. And he's using the analogy of a man who who, who builds a, a vineyard or plants a vineyard and allows others to tend the vineyard. And then when he sends his servants to receive the produce, the fruit of, the, of, of, of what belongs to him, they start killing the people he sends. And eventually they end up killing his own son. So what will the what will the the man do the owner of the vineyard to these people jesus is talking about israel he's talking about their rejection of the plan of god they're rejecting god's plan of salvation you know the the man who 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 owned the vineyard 
is God the Father, verse 1. The vineyard itself is Israel. The servants are the Old Testament prophets in John the Baptist. And the son whom they killed is Jesus. God provided everything for, for, for Israel to, to love and respect and worship God. He provided him, he provided them servants, uh, uh, prophets, and the word and the law. He provided everything for Israel to be faithful and receive salvation. And, eventually, and, and, and salvation through the Messiah, salvation through Jesus Christ. But they rejected. They rejected God's plan of salvation. And think about it. You know, almost from the beginning, they rejected everything that God provided for them. You know, when he provided them manna in the wilderness, they rejected that. Well, they, they rejected Aaron, who God provided to to. to, to as a prophet they re- they rejected Moses they rejected every prophet that there was he killed every god sent his servants to israel the prophets and they killed every single one of them look at what jesus says in luke 13:34 he says o jerusalem jerusalem the city that kills the prophets the city that kills the prophets and stones those sent to her how often I wanted to gather your children together just as a hen gathers her brood under her wings, but you would have it not. You would not have it. Their rejection of the plan of God even led to the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD by the Romans. What did Jesus say in verse 9? What will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy the vine growers and will give the vineyard to others. Israel was the, uh, the, the, the temple And the city of Jerusalem was totally destroyed in 70 A.D. by the Romans, and Israel would not be under Jewish rule again until 1948, almost 2,000 years later. 2,000 years until they would be a nation again. You know, Israel rejected God's plan. Do you receive or have you rejected God's plan for salvation in your life? What do you do with this gospel that is preached? The gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of love and grace and mercy. A gospel telling us that we could never pay for our sins. We could never be good enough to deserve to go to heaven. No man has lived up to the, to the, to the standard, to the, to the law of God. No one has kept the Ten Commandments. We've all broken God's law. Every one of us. There is none righteous, not one. But what does God say? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son so that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Israel did not believe. Israel did not receive. Israel rejected Jesus Christ. Do you receive or do you reject Jesus Christ? You know, Jesus went on in the 10th verse. He says, have you not even read the scripture? The stone which the builders rejected this became the chief cornerstone. He's speaking about himself. This came about from the Lord, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Jesus is God's plan for salvation. Jesus is the only way of salvation. Jesus said himself, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No one comes to salvation but through me. You can't get to heaven by Buddha. You can't get to heaven by Allah. You can't get to heaven by any other way except Jesus Christ. You know, 
Islam, Buddhism, Hinduism, the cults, no one, no one has the true plan of salvation except Jesus Christ. Because no one suffered on a cross. Not Buddha, not Muhammad. No one paid for your sins except Jesus Christ. He is the sacrifice for your sins. He is what satisfied God's anger, God's wrath. He appeased God's wrath. He is the propitiation, the payment for your, for our rebellious nature, for our falling into sin, for our breaking of God's law. It's him, Jesus, whom they rejected, whom they refused to accept, is the only way to God. And I pray that you will receive and not reject Jesus, that you'll embrace the love, the mercy of a loving God who gave his son so that you would have eternal life. Look at what it says in Acts 4, 10 through 12. It says, Let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus the Nazarene, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, he is the stone, <coughs> excuse me, he is the stone which was rejected by you, the builders, but which became the chief cornerstone. And there is salvation by no one else. Underline this. There is salvation by no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. There is no one else. Who can save you except Jesus Christ? There's no other belief. There's no other religion. There is no other faith that can believe but faith in Jesus Christ. And Peter wrote wrote in 1 Peter 2, 6-8, Behold, I lay in Zion a chief stone, a choice stone, a precious cornerstone, and he who believes in him will not be disappointed. This precious value, then, is for you who believe. But for those who disbelieve, those who reject the stone which the builders rejected, this became the very cornerstone and a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. For they stumble because they are disobedient to the word. And to, and to this doom, they were also appointed. You know, <coughs> they rejected Jesus Christ they were disobedient to the word. They refused to accept salvation as God provided. <clears throat> so I pray that you'll hear this word and that you'll understand that there's no other way of salvation. There's no other way to get before God but to come through Jesus Christ. And it says in the 12th verse that they were seeking to seize him and yet they feared the people for they understood that he spoke the parable against them. And so they left him and went away. These Pharisees, or whoever, these people who were listening, who Jesus was speaking to, they knew exactly what Jesus was saying. But there was nothing they could do at the time because it was the truth. They rejected him. They rejected Jesus Christ. They rejected God's plan of salvation. They killed the, the, the prophets. They stoned the prophets. They slayed the prophets. They killed Everyone who God sent with his, with his word, including John the Baptist, the forerunner to Jesus Christ, the one who was sent to open the way, to announce the coming of the Messiah. 
They killed God's messengers. They killed God's son. They rejected salvation. What will you do with this message of salvation? What will you do with Jesus Christ? Will you receive and accept him as your Lord and Savior? Will you receive the love and the grace and the mercy of an awesome and mighty God who loves you so much? I pray that before this night is over, that you will receive Christ, that you will receive salvation, that you would be born again, born again unto salvation, born again into a new life with Christ. Well, you know, Jesus went on on the 13th verse and says, then they sent some Pharisees. You know, they weren't finished. They're still out to get Jesus. It says, then they sent some of the Pharisees and Herodians to him in order to trap him in a statement. They came and said to him, Teacher, we know that you are truthful and defer to no one, for you are not partial to any, but teach the way of God in truth. You know, what What are they doing? They're setting him up with flattery. They're trying to set him up with flattery. They're trying to say, you know, hey, we know. We know that, you're, that you speak truthfully. We know that you... You're not partial. You say what's on your mind. You say what you believe. And you teach the way of God in truth. So they're setting him up to trap him. They're thinking that they're going to ask him this question, and there's no way he can get out of it. They say, is it lawful to pay a poll tax to Caesar or not? Shall we pay or shall we not pay? This was a trick question because they thought there's no way to answer without infuriating the people, without raising the people against Jesus. Because <clears throat> if he pays, if he says to pay t- to Caesar, then he's he's going to get the Jews mad at him. He's going to infuriate the Jews. If he says don't pay to Caesar, then Rome they can they can arrest him for 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 for, for inciting the people not to pay their taxes. You know, and how about this? <coughs> Jews, and the Jewish nation, they only pay tithes. They only pay out of their money, out of their riches, out of their wealth. They pay that to God. If Jesus says to pay taxes to Caesar, it's like putting Caesar on the same level as God. Why would that not <coughs> infuriate the Jews? to put Caesar on the same level as God. You know, they've been taught for years, hundreds of years, thousands of years, since Moses, that you pay out of your money, you pay out of your wealth, you pay a part of what the Lord gives you back to the Lord. You pay a tithe. You can't put God on the same level as Caesar, or Caesar on the same level as God. But he, knowing their hypocrisy, said to them, why are you testing me? Bring me a denarius to look at. They brought one and he said to them, Whose likeness and inscription is this? They said to him, Caesar's. And Jesus said to them, Render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, and render unto God the things that are God's. And they were amazed at him. They were amazed because he didn't answer the way they thought he was going to answer. He gave them the truth. Give unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar. But give unto God what belongs to God. 
My friend, we belong to God. He created us. He created you. And we have fallen short of his glory. We've fallen short of living up to his word and living up to his law. We've broken his law. We've sinned. And like I said before, what will you do with the message of the gospel? Will you reject it the way Israel rejected it? Or will you receive Christ? Well, if you've decided to receive Christ, I just pray that you would that you would pray this simple prayer. Close your eyes, open your heart, and just say, God, I believe that you sent Jesus to forgive me of my sins. He died on a cross and suffered and paid the price that I could never pay. And I just ask you to forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me. Bring me into your kingdom that I would be born again and that I would walk with you for the rest of my life. Again, forgive me. Cleanse me, Lord, and bring me into your kingdom that I would walk with you, that I would live for you for the rest of my life. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, if you just prayed that prayer, I want to welcome you into the kingdom of God, and I encourage you to read the Bible. Get to know the God who saved you. Get into a well-balanced church that preaches the gospel and praises and, and seeks the Lord. Well, I just want to congratulate you on making a decision for Christ. I want to thank you for listening to this program. I hope you'll join us on Friday nights to come and worship with us out in Arcadia. And I hope you'll come back and listen and be a part of the radio station next week right here at the station. We'll be back next week. God bless you and good night. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.